bandwidth for the Geometry House is provided by our educational partners at Podbean, www.podbean.com, helping move education forward with new technologies. This podcast is a bit of a throwback to Chapter 1. Our hosts are going to be going over the key ideas that they learned, what they thought of it, and their experiences with the BA exam. Our next podcast will be returning, I hope, to Chapter 2 again. Guys, keep up. Well, let's see what they have to say about that first chapter. Maybe it'll help you guys study for the final. Hi, my name's Chris, and I'm going on for chapter one. We learned undefined terms like point, line, plane, colonnier, and coplanar. And for we also learned segment, rays, opposite rays, and then we did. postulates or are like and like one 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 two one one three one one four and one one five and we also learned how to do distance and length of lines and angles and we also learned an, another postulate uh one one three that's angle addition postulate and we learned how to bisect lines and uh, angles and the midpoint of lines and we learned about angles and how uh, angles are formed by two rays with a common endpoint called the vertex there's four different types of angles acute right obtuse and straight there's congruent angles and those are two angles with the same same uh, degree or whatever, I don't know. And we also, another postulate that we learned was one to one, and that's rule postulate. That And that's the points on a line that can be put into one one correspondence with the real numbers. And another postulate is one three one. And that's the protractor postulate for any line AB and and AB. All the rays are formed zero can and can be put into one one correspondence with real numbers. And we learn formulas for distance, length, and like shapes like circles, triangles, and squares. And we learned how to find the circumference and a bunch of that stuff. <laughs> and some some of the formulas that we learned for one is square. For the area is uh, the uh, area equals uh, the sides squared. And the perimeter is uh, the uh, base times height. And for rectangle, it's base two two length and two width. Or area is length times width. And triangle is the for the perimeter is a plus b plus c. And the area is one half of b and a, and height. And one half times b times height, 
and for the circumference is uh, you can also use pi as one of the formulas and that's C over D or 3.14 and the perimeter to find the perimeter of a circle is 2 times pi times r or pi times d or diameter and then the area is pi times radius squared and uh, we also learned how to use uh, pro uh, protractors compasses to bisect lines and angles to find the midpoints Hi, my name is James, and we're going over 2-1. Alright, 2-1 is about inductive reasoning and a bunch of stuff like that. And in 2-1, you learn how to make conjectures and counterexamples to your uh, statements. Uh, a conditional statement is made of a hypothesis and a conclusion. Uh, for example, it's like, if blank is a hypothesis, and then then blank is a conclusion. Uh, example is like, if Arnold had managed to take Quebec, then the British would have screwed. Uh, another one is, American colonists are British citizens. So, if a person is an American colonist, then they are a British citizen. That is your uh, conjecture about it. Another way to use these conditional statements is to use a Venn diagram, where you can have a group within a group. So, for example, if you get your chores done, then you can go to the ball. The ball would be a big circle, and inside that big circle, there would be a small circle with uh, chores in it. So only those people that do the chores can go to the ball. And um, the counterexample is a example of something that proves that your conditional statement is false. So, all right, a counterexample is, uh, for example, it's like if it's green, then it's a plant. And a counterexample to that would be like a green lizard or a green snake that proves that it's false. Alright, and that's the end of 2 1. Hey, everybody. It's Emilio here. I'm going to talk to you about 2 2. It's going to be alright. Alright, what 2 2 is all about is pretty much um, inductive reasoning, you know, the um, a conditional statement, pretty much if, P, if X, then Y. Um, so, for example, um, if you have shoes on, your feet are covered. I don't know. Um, what a uh, what conditional the definition of conditional statement actually is is uh, a statement that can be written in the uh, form if p then q. Um, another example would be um, one of Mr. Osterman's example. If you can buy an adult, quote, video game, then you're over 18. Or, if you, if, um, if the another 
conditional statement would be, um, if you fight dragons, then you are brave. Um, the counterexamples, the converse, and the inverses, and the contrapositives won't always be true on these. Most likely one or the other ones will be false. Um, for example, um, let's see. Um, if, um, if it's a tarantula, then it's a spider. The, um, the converse wouldn't be true, because if it's a spider, then it's a tarantula. There's a lot of different s spiders, you know. And the inverse, um, if it's not a tarantula, then it's not a spider, it would also be false. Because there's more spiders than just a tarantula. And then um, the contrapositive. If it isn't a spider, then it's not a tarantula. Which is true. Um, so the only one out of the converse, inverse, and contrapositive on that one is... That's true is the contrapositive. Most, most conditional statements won't have all true. Um... Converses, inverses, and contrapositives, but <laughs> um, um, some um, vocabulary words for section two two are um, hypotheses. Um, that would be the um, p part of the conditional state statement. If p then q, so it would be the p, and then the conclusion would be the q part of it. If P, then Q. So, um, if it's a tarantula, would be the hypothesis. Then the conclusion would be, then it's a spider. Um, some other definitions would probably be the truth value, which either means it's true or false, pretty much. It's not really takes much to know that vocab. Um, another vocab word is the negation. Um, of the statement, um, it's a true. The neg I don't know what the negation. A what? A not version of the statement. So it's like the um, inverse and contrapositive, pretty much. Um. Yeah, it'd be you know how you write the little squiggly line thing. That's pretty much what a um, negligation is. Anyways, all right. Um, let's see. Um, in the homework that was assigned, we pretty much had worksheets and stuff, stuff like that. We have like conditional statement worksheet where like find write. The converse, inverse, and contrapositive of the conditional statement. Find the truth of truth value of each. Um, one conditional statement they had us write the contrapos the converse, inverse, and contrapositive is is if it's April, then there are 30 days in a month. And the converse would be if there are 30 days in a month, then it's April, which would be false. Um, the inverse would be if it's not April, then there are not 30 days in the month. Which is false. Um, the contrapositive is 
if there are not 30 days in the month, then it's not April, which is also false. So all converse, inverse, and contrapositives are false. Um, they had um, diagrams for us to write a conditional statement about. Um, there's a inner circle that says has a swimming pool, a circle around that that says enclosed by a fence, and then a box around that called a yard. And they wrote, a, they had us write a contrapositive about that. And contrapo, I mean, the conditional statement. My bad. Uh, the conditional statement would be if you have a swimming pool, then it's enclosed by a fence, which is true. Um, the converse would be if you have a yard enclosed by a fence, you have a pool, which is false. The inverse would be if you don't have a swimming pool, then it's not enclosed by a fence, which is false. And um, the contrapositive is if you don't have a fence, then you don't have a pool, which would be true. Um, pretty much, you just had us do multiple choice stuff like that, easy stuff that I don't really take a lot of time in personally because I have better stuff to do, like enjoy the outdoors because it's fall. And I like when the leaves change colors because it's pretty. Sometimes I like to um, rake up my leaves. Like, you know, rake up the leaves in the yard, but the house that I have right now, it's got pine needles, and those are just a pain in the butt. Because, like, they, they, go through your, they go through your leaf rake. Like, they need to make, like, a leaf raker that rakes up pine needles. I mean, I would really invest in one of those. Because it just makes me mad. Because my parents are like, oh, go rake the leaves, you know? And I do. I rake them into piles. And guess what? There, it still looks like I didn't rake them because the needles just go right through the the rake. And my parents are like, wah, wah, wah. why'd you didn't do that? You are such a bad kid. So I'm just like, you know what? Shut up. And then I just, you know, it just happens. You know, I, if, if anybody out there is listening to this, please make a rake that, that rakes up pine needles. All right. Um, anyways, um, I'll get Chris and James back over here, and we'll talk a little about the, the BA that we just had. It was, it was James's first BA, you know, all right, um, all right, um, so James, what did you think about the, your first BA? Well, uh, I didn't really like that much, but I thought I did pretty good, because, uh, you know, I felt like I knew the stuff, but <laughs> I kind of got like a 56%, so. Because you, know, you suck. <laughs> it's not that great. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I guess, you know, you should study for these BAs because they get you. And, yeah, there is a lot of stuff about constructions with compasses and. Some other stuff with vocab and postulates. So yeah, you know. So Chris, you know, you want to tell me about, you know, stuff that you did good on your BA because I sucked at mine. Yeah, I uh, I did okay. I got a C on it. That's like average for me. It's not the greatest, but at least I passed. I uh, I had troubles with the vocab. And getting like matching them correctly, so I have uh, and 
also the uh the the uh I'm I don't know, I'm not too good at taking tests, so that's what I don't know, I usually get bad grades on VAs, but I think I'll manage. No, I got C in the class, C plus. But yeah, Emilio. Um, I just like to add this is James' first BA. That's why he failed miserably on it, and he's from Indiana, so you know you know how well they teach over there. Not so good. Um, he was talking to me a little bit about Indiana, and you know <laughs> that there is <laughs> more more Hispanics in. Michigan than in Indiana. No, no, the other way around. Other way around. I mean, there's more Hispanics in India than <laughs> Michigan. Can you believe it? Well, anyways, <laughs> um, well, how I did on the VA, it was all right. I got 95%. I like these two um, slightly challenged chi children. Uh, I thought it was really easy. Okay, was easy. I don't know. Chris is talking about um, James. I. I I didn't do so hot on my first BA, I remembered. Took it in sixth grade. I hated it. Um, I probably got, I failed it, I think. And, but pretty much, this one was real easy. I thought it was a 95%. I used to have a D plus in the class. And now it's up to a B, because that's what BAs do to you. They'll either drag you down or they'll bring you back up. You know? I don't know. Chris Beak is just not doing so good in this class. I mean, Chris... Chris, Chris Banky, <laughs> um, James, he's doing all right though. James has got like a C minus in the class, which isn't very good. No, I yeah. had like you an had, A plus. He did have an A plus at, until after the BA. Um, the BA kind of screwed him over. Um, that's what BAs do to you too. So, um, anyways. Coming up next is 2-3, and 2-3 is yeah. about, uh, like, deductive reasoning and inductive reasoning, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of other stuff, like, law of the detachment, which is also the direct law, and that's P to Q, then P, and then, therefore, Q, yeah. And then there's a law of siliquism, which is a chain rule. And that is P to Q, then Q to R, therefore P to R. And, uh, yeah. You could also make that math-related. <laughs> so you could be like, the measure of angle A is greater than 90 degrees. So then it's obtuse. And then, uh, you can go... Angle A is obtuse, therefore, measure of angle A is greater than 90 degrees. And uh, so that's a little bit about 2 3. And probably gonna have some homework over that. And then you go on to 2 4, which is about biconditional statements, which is like P is Q means P. P and Q are equal, so P equals Q and Q equals P. It's kind of obvious, but 
Yeah, so after that, you know, it just goes on about polygons and triangles and quadrilaterals. So that's uh, pretty much all we got for you with the math and geometry and all those chapters. And hope you learned a lot because uh, we did. Uh, we, put a, we put a lot of effort into this one. What do you, what do you have to say, Chris? Uh, I'm just going to congratulate you on your kid, and hopefully you, you your kid is raised well. Give us an A. Yeah. yeah, we deserve an A. Look at that, we're even getting extra credit. Look at that, four extra seconds. Six. Well, that ends out this episode. Thanks for listening, and if you have any comments you'd like to leave at the website, you can find our blog-style podcast page at gtreehouse.podbean.com. The RSS feed can always be subscribed to at the same address, gtreehouse.podbean.com feed. And any feedback you'd like to provide to the students or to their instructor can be sent to geotreehouse.com at yahoo.com. See everyone next time.